0: Kenta Maeda looks to be turning things around. We have injury updates and more. Let's talk about it on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Tuesday, May 4th. I am Frank Stample, joined by Scott White. And Kenta Maeda just had his first scoreless start of the season. Scott, how encouraged were you uh, on this start against the Texas Rangers?
1: Pretty encouraged. I mean, his best start of the season. He uh, he had eight strikeouts, which was the most he's had all season. Only two hits allowed. He'd been giving up a lot of hits. He'd been getting up, giving up a lot of home runs recently. Um, I don't know if he's all the way back. I I don't think anything's that wrong with him, but the the whiff rate on his splitter in particular has been way down this year, and it it was better than his season average in this start, but it wasn't. Back. Uh, But more than anything, I think his problem has just been locating his pitches, giving up all those home runs, six combined in his previous two starts. And uh, I, I think that's something that's going to correct. Maybe this is the start of it. It was an easy matchup. So that's something to keep in mind. He has another easy matchup later this week against the Tigers. So hopefully he does well in that one too, and we can feel better about starting and moving forward.
0: Along with allowing the home runs, he was allowing a lot of hard contact this season as well for Kenta He only allowed three hard-hit balls in this game against Texas. Really like what I saw from him on Monday. Didn't like what I saw from Francisco Lindor. He is now 0 for his last 21. He had two more strikeouts on Monday. He left six men on base. Scott, he is batting 163 with one homer and a 486 OPS. Calm everybody down who has Francisco <laughs> Lindor on their fantasy team.
1: Okay, well, I my concern level would be zero if he hadn't had a disappointing 2020 as well. It wasn't an awful 2020. It was just a little underwhelming, short, small sample. We gave him a pass for that, obviously. As it is, though, my concern level is only a one because his strikeout rate is, is very low. He's having no trouble putting the bat on the ball. He's hitting too many grounders, uh, but his hard hit rate's pretty normal, actually. These are small things that I think will correct. I, I think he just needs to get hot the Mets offense as a whole was off to a rough start. You know, they missed that time at the beginning of the season. Maybe it contributed to it. I I would suspect it probably did, but we saw Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil come around over the weekend. I think, I think Francisco Lindor, his time is coming.
0: I would agree with that. When it comes to Francisco Lindor, the entire Mets team has just gotten off to a pretty slow start, and it's his first time in the National League. So I think uh, there's a bit of a transition period here for Francisco Lindor. The big news on Monday, we had two news items, Dustin May and Luis Robert. Let's start with Dustin May. Set to undergo Tommy John surgery next week, which means we will likely not see him until maybe the second half of 2022. Scott, Tony Gonsolin is being built up as a starting pitcher. We could see him in the next three to four weeks. He's 36% rostered. How imperative is it that you get him on your team? And talk about this possibility of Trevor Bauer potentially pitching on short rest for the Dodgers.
1: Well, Bauer pitching on short rest, I I don't think that would be a long-term thing. I think it would be just a short-term solution while they're, they're waiting for Tony Gonsolin to be ready because suddenly the Dodgers find themselves shorthanded on starting pitchers. Who would have guessed that, right? I think it's imperative to get Tony Gonsolin added on your team. I think he's worth rostering more than Fromber Valdez or Mike Soroka at this point. He's still three to four weeks away, but he's he's on the rehabilitation track. And the biggest difference now, though, is that we know he's coming back to start. We know there's an opening for him to fill. And uh, not knowing that, I was hesitant to to add him in, in some leagues where I had a roster shortage, but now I'm not. I mean, Gonsolin could be a must-start going forward.
0: Luis Robert is out for the next three to four months. He's, of course, outfielder for the Chicago White Sox. He has a grade three strain in his right hip. Scott, in redraft leagues, is it okay to drop Luis Robert? And is this good news for Andrew Vaughn?
1: It is good news for Vaughn, I would think, because Tony La Russa needs offense, I think he'll even recognize it. Obviously, Vaughn can't play center field like Robert was playing, but other guys who were taking Vaughn's at-bats, they can. So hopefully hopefully he, uh, he gets more chances going forward. Obviously, this Luis-Robert thing, really tough blow, especially for the team that already lost Aloy Jimenez for several months. I suspect Jimenez will actually be back before Robert. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility Robert can miss the whole season. It's going to be 12 to 16 weeks before he can even do anything. Uh, so I think he's droppable. I think he's drawn. I'm not saying he's must drop. If you got a deep league, a lot of roster space, some free IC- IL spots. Okay, fine. Hold on to him. But it's not imperative that you hold on to Robert at all.
0: For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the fantasy baseball today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to fantasy baseball today in five. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye bye.